listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. All right, everybody, we are psyched for this one. This is Ants Podcast 70. Welcome back. I'm Matt. I'm here with Jake. I'm here with Joe, and we are pumped to go over it all. Fellas, how, how are you today on this Monday? I'm good. I'm really good. How are you, Jake? I, I am pretty well, Joe, as well. A little tired still from the Seaville uh, weekend, but, you know, I'm 73 years old. What the hell do you expect? We, we, we were kind of debating when we would do this next episode, and so the idea originally was let's do it next weekend, but it just after that weekend, we could not let, let it go any longer. And well, so, let, let's be honest. The actual plan was to try to do it in Seaville, and uh, that would have been a cool spot to do a, a number 70 podcast in Seaville. We thought about doing it maybe in the courtyard in front of Miller's. Um, but let's face it, it was a packed weekend, a lot going on. And and it w- at that point, it would have been before the show. So I think it just makes sense to do it now. Yeah, time time was slipping away from us very quickly. So it's one of those things. It, it, it was the first thing cut, basically, when time got to, uh, to be a little tight. Ain't, ain't it funny? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Time, <laughs> time slips Well, so we've got a jam-packed. We're going to try to rip through this thing so it doesn't turn into a three-hour podcast, but we've got a packed agenda for you all tonight. Um, let's see. We're going to talk about some exciting news that came out last week right before Charlottesville. We'll cover the show and the takeaways from it and all the other things that happened this weekend, including the uh, the pop-up retrospective gallery, which was awesome, um, the Ants Night Zero Party, of course, the Rocket Bridge Guitar Experience, and uh, Chickapig. Say it, Joe. Chickapig. There we go. Thank you. I feel better now. <laughs> um, you want to? Let's go real quick into what we're drinking. Um, the, I'll tell you what we're not drinking is the uh, Warehouse Pills from Star Hill, which, and again. How do, you, how do you know I'm not drinking that? I'd be really jealous if you were. Because you didn't go get a crowler. Yeah, I don't think you did. How, well, how do you know I didn't go get a crowler? Because I don't think I, you can spell crawler. <laughs> I dropped off Matt at the airport, and I Google Maps. He didn't do uh, it. The Google no, Maps Star Hill, he did. and then I and decided, probably went home. I went home. Yeah, I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. I wanted to, but then I was like, I, I was actually like, I was all about to do it, but then I was like, I'm not going to be home for the next uh, couple of weeks. So what am I? What am I going to drink this thing? I'm not going to travel with it. So it got it got the axe, unfortunately. But so uh, no, I am not drinking the pills. What are you drinking, Matt? Uh, well. Uh, I'm drinking a Dogfish Head uh, 60 minute IPA. It's really the only beer I had in my fridge. It's pretty solid. Um, I was going to skip things uh, because it was a pretty long weekend, pretty uh, high consumption levels. Uh, but I'm feeling, I got to be honest, I got home at midnight last night. I went right to bed. I jumped out of bed at 7 o'clock this morning, got my workout in, went to work, had, a, had an engineering meeting. I'm feeling great right now. How many warehouse pills do you think you consumed on the weekend? Oh, I all mean, of them. It was not triple digits, but it's certainly in the doubles. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, what are you drinking? Uh, I am actually staying. I, I, uh, unfortunately, I don't have the warehouse pills either, but I'm staying in the Star Hill family. So I am having a Northern Lights IPA, which actually happens to be uh, my favorite IPA because I just find it to be very drinkable goes down very very easy so i'm having northern lights ipa from our friends at star hill how about you joe very relevant i wish i had one of those i enjoyed those over the weekend um i had don't have anything nearly nearly as cool i just have a newcastle brown air brown ale excuse me and i have two of them here but they're already open so i can't open it for you so i'm just gonna 
clink them together. It's good enough. Oh, I, I like you how go. you went. To, you got two just so you didn't have to get up and go to the uh, the fridge mid mid podcast. Is that was that the strategy? No, I'm in a hotel room. I had to go down to the bo- hotel bar and and bring them back. So um, unless you want me to run down to the hotel bar mid podcast, I figure I get two. We do not. Hey. And given how long this one's probably going to be, it's going to be a two-beer podcast. <laughs> two-beer podcast. We're going to get crazy. But um, we all made it to Seville. We did. Yep. We did. But before Seville, we got some exciting news. Yeah, so um, what was it? Was it jambands.com? I believe it was. Jambands.com did an interview with Boyd, and they mostly talked about his um, his project, Crystal... Garden. Crystal Garden, right, which is kind of a Boyd side project. Well, he's not really full-time in it, he said, right? He's more of a kind of coordinated, put it together, and sometimes participates. Is that what the deal is? I believe so, yeah. He was kind of like a guest, and he's producing them. Uh, that's sort of his role. So that's the tease, right? But that's not that's not the bit of news that came out. He came out basically in, in, in one sentence said that, listen, 2017, we've all been doing this for 25 years. Can't believe that we've been doing this. And I'm obviously paraphrasing. But the idea was we're going to take a year off so we can come back even stronger in 2018. So Boyd basically, I mean, you've got a band member saying we're coming back in 2018. And up to this point, there was nothing said about that i mean leave it to speculation we talked about it on this podcast it could have this could have been it this year you don't know they very easily could have said we're taking 2017 off and we're going to be back bigger than ever in 18 and they didn't say that right which left the door open and um, it's just really great news to hear from a band member like you mentioned we're back at it in 2018 yeah so and then of course the inevitable debate that boyd is on his own planet he doesn't know well listen any other band in the world if a member says that, you have to take them at the word, unless something else comes out. I mean, that's all we can go on, and that's pretty solid, if you ask me. Especially a kissing band member. Oh, we're going to talk about that, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to throw it out there. Well, my friend Matty Burns said uh, he saw it live at the concert, and nobody believed him. Well, and what are you talking about? So, apparently, at the end of Billy's, uh, the band was just kind of... Uh, Deem instrumenting that like Dave was taking his guitar off and and they were looking in opposite directions and Dave and Boyd were both walking towards the center of the stage and they bumped into each other and they both turned to look at each other and when they did that (laughs) Boyd went in for a kiss (laughs) he gave Dave a peck on the cheek and there's a video on TMZ and, and, and Dave's reaction is exactly what probably everybody out there's reaction would be. Just like it was just like, what the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> what was that? Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! And then he just gives him the thumbs up, like, okay, yep, yeah. He's cool. like, he's like <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> so right, and, it, and somebody on Periscope just said it looked like a hug. Well, it wasn't, and uh, and, and so Maddie's got some confirmation there. So that, yeah, yeah. it's it was a peck on the key on the on the cheek and. and Definitely Dave didn't see it coming, but you know, they're a close band anyway. So, you know, there's actually video from way, way back. There's been some tour videos behind the scenes stuff of like Boyd and Dave, like giving a little kiss to each other. This is not actually that unusual. Just, it's a little unusual in front of 20,000 people, except for those that walked out during last stop um, for it to happen. I, I think it's hilarious. I can totally see where Boyd's coming from. Like, it's really awkward. Like, you turn around and you're face to face. Like, how do you make that knock awkward? And you kind of just like joke with your buddy, give him a kiss or something, kiss on the cheek. I don't know. I haven't done it myself, but I think it, I could totally see where Boyd's coming from. I thought it was funny. <laughs> well, Matt, Matt, the, the same guy, the same friend of mine who told me that he saw this live and, and was vindicated with the TMZ release told me that, that apparently we shared a high five during last stop that lingered into a handhold. 
and, <laughs> and, and I didn't. Rem- I don't remember that. It was, everybody was amped up at that point. And uh, no, I think there's a, another reason why you don't really remember. It, but <laughs> that's going back to the warehouse pills. Like yeah, that. how many warehouse pills did you have? That exactly. was post where that was post multiple warehouse pills. Pills I <laughs> and. Yeah, so I said that's. I mean, thanks for bringing that up, but I don't remember. He was like, hey, I was okay with it. No judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave um, some extra long Boyd style hugs to people during, you know, after the show. Um, that's kind of mood. I think everybody was in. I think it was great. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, but to your point, Joe, then everybody made it. Thankfully. So, how how were your folks' trips? How was it, Jake? Um, mine wasn't that bad. Actually, um, drove up from florida which may seem like a long drive to most people because it is it was 12 hours but uh the wife and i actually had some things that we wanted to do spend an extra day up there and and we toured a monticello so that was me sending those pictures out on thursday um which is really a cool little thing there's so much there's so much neat things to do around uh charlottesville so we really wanted to take an extra day and make sure we got everything in so that's why we went up there we made it up there and back uh, pretty simply though it wasn't that bad yeah. How about you, Joe? Um, mine wasn't too bad. I was originally planning on coming in um, just on Friday, but um, ended up coming in Thursday night. And, um, um, you know, I just thought it makes sense to get there a little bit early. Glad I did because um, got there and went to the traditional Millers on Thursday before everybody gets in. Um, and as you know, John Earth was playing there. And um, sure enough, a bunch of the band members showed up. Um, Carter was there. Butch was there, Rashawn, um, Jeff Coffin, and obviously John DeEarth um, were all there. David ended up making a, a slight drunken appearance outside of Miller's. Um, didn't, I missed that. But, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Um, seems to be a, a frequent occurrence um, the past couple of years at Miller's. So the drive wasn't bad, and uh, I had some good DMB music thanks to the tapers uh, on my drive home. So I was able to relive the experience listening to the show. Uh, on the way home. How about you, Matt? How's your travel? <clears throat> I wish I could say it was were as smooth and simple as what you two experienced. Um, I don't know if if anybody out there listening knows me personally, but um, I tend to go on tilt a little bit if things if thing if the pressure's on and things kind of uh, start to look bad. So obviously we did, had the party. Did, did you say a little bit? A little bit. Uh, I, I don't know if a little bit is the is the right word, but yeah, go yeah, on. Any, I've any, gotten better. Anyone who knows you knows that that is the understatement of the century. I've gotten <laughs> J- Jake. Have I gotten better? yeah i mean you know (laughs) so anyway um i typically fly delta when i travel but charlottesville presented a bit of a um a challenge with that and to save a little bit of money i just kind of went with the cheapest and and with the time maxed out so i took the red eye out of seattle uh with american airlines and connected through philadelphia and then had a, a connecting flight uh down to charlottesville the the flight left Seattle ten thirty at night, and I we I think we we landed in Philadelphia at about seven o'clock in the morning, and then the flight down to Seville was at seven forty. So, the connecting flight was of course on the opposite end of the airport, completely opposite. So we had to take the shuttle, just just hustled over there, uh, made it in time, no problem. Get on the plane. It's raining pretty good at this point, so the weather was not good, uh, at least in Philadelphia. We get on the plane, we take off, and by the way. My friend, our friend Gina, was be sitting right behind me. So, one person I knew on the plane, um, she was coming in from San Francisco, and so we're on the way down. And we're about halfway into the flight, and the pilot comes on and ding, Philadelphia. That's all I heard. Okay, 
and the plane starts to bank a little bit and people around around it's just a third there's 30 people on this plane it's a tiny propeller regional and they're looking around they're talking and the general consensus is did he just say we're turning back around and going to philadelphia well okay so uh we did we landed in philly and they just kind of dump us back in the terminal and nothing's going on for like a half hour. Finally, they say, go to this gate, another gate. We run, we all run down there and now I'm starting to talk with people and we find out now there were people there who are, who are you know, heading to the same concert. Uh, one couple, uh, Justin and Katie from uh, Seattle and um, a lady who lives in Charlottesville but was coming back from Philly for work. So we all kind of just band together and it turns out that Flights canceled, and now they're starting to try to automatically reassign everybody planes, flights. And really what's happening is we're getting put on flights the following night, so Saturday night. And, you know, that's unacceptable to all of us. And on top of that, I was worried about my luggage because I had stuff for the party that night in my luggage. So I said, fine. Yeah, I didn't care if you if you made it. Right. I, just wanted this. I just wanted the luggage there. So Right, right. So I go to the luggage counter and oh so helpful American Airlines employees <laughs> basically said your your bags on this flight on the way to Charlotte not Charlottesville and we don't know where it's going after that. I go you guys are helpful. I mean why would you know you only work there. So cool. Um so I called American Airlines uh and they said no no and I got somebody very helpful and they said yes it's going to Charlotte but then it's taking this flight and they gave me the information to Charlottesville and it should be there at 3:30 in the afternoon. That's not so bad. So um, at that point, we all decided to uh, rent a car. And the five of us were going to go down and drive together. And other than Gina and I, nobody knew each other at Did you that rent point. The, uh, the red van? Did you get the red we, van? We did not get the red van. We got a Nissan Pathfinder. And Shannon was nice enough to you know, say, you know what? I think work's going to pick this one up. So she picked up the car, right? We're all just DMB fans. We rode four and a half hours together. And... Now we're all friends, all connected. Uh, we all hung out during the party and the show uh, in Charlottesville. And we made it into Charlottesville at 3 in the afternoon, dropped off at the airport. I picked up my bag a half hour later. Joe M came and got me, and we were on our way. So, I mean, talk about a, a tip, an atypical day turning into a typical Dave Matthews Band fan experience, right? It's just that's the kind of community that, that this band's fostered. So, uh, something that normally could have freaked me right out and uh, and like panicked me, it turned out it couldn't have been better. It was awesome. I, I think a lot of uh, thank you goes to the to, to all those in the van with you because I think without them, uh, you, you probably would have maybe popped your top off. Uh, I bet you they they helped keep you calm. I completely agree. They did. Uh, and everyone everyone was really in good spirits about it. I mean, we stopped off at uh, Starbucks. We got about five bags of beef jerky and sandwiches and everything else and, and shannon did a hell of a job because that that uh weather it was pouring buckets and she's driving on the highway and just dealing with it no problem at all it's a, it was just awesome it was awesome so yeah so that's so we all made it safely uh some easier than others <laughs> wow uh, a lot yeah. easier yeah no story time jingle for me on that though well, okay, so, so so that we got down there now. So a ton went down this weekend, a ton. But the best part, right? The show. So let's start. Let's start talking about this, shall we? Let's talk. About Indeed. It. I'm waiting right, for now. one of you. I'm not going to talk. I, I'm tired. I'm. I might be spent for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> well, you know, I think the first thing I want to point out 
is something that, that got a lot of play on the boards, kind of like, is it sold out? Is it not sold out? Then people were saying there were tickets available. <laughs> From what I saw, that place was packed. The, the pit was packed. The pit was much, much more crowded than it was in 2012 because the crowd did not go all the way back in the pit in 2012 like it did there. And I was right in front of the pits. So I yeah, you know you know what yeah, I was I was too um I was right on the first row of that straight across to back um the last time and yeah there was a lot of dead it was a weird place to stand because there's a lot of dead space between where I was standing in the front row seat there and to where the pit back of the pit people were but yeah this time I guess people just spaced out really good it wasn't that it was crowded though because there's there was actually a lot of room to dance wouldn't you agree Matt oh yeah back back by the board where where they where they have the sound boards and the light boards there was quite a bit of room back there. Um, but that, I mean, not like, we were, not like two, but it was just, you could dance. Yeah, no, it wasn't yeah, you like, could dance. And, and, and that was, I don't know, three, three quarters all the way back. I would say is, is it was packed full of people. And I talked to somebody, uh, the day after who had like one of those sections in the uppers that is actually kind of behind the stage. It's like side stage to b- actually behind the stage and they're uppers. And, uh, I asked how full the section was and she said it's, it was pretty packed by the time the show started, it filled in. So, I mean, if those seats were, were filling in, you know, the yeah. rest of the venues. Filling I went, in. I went out to hang out with my cousin, Brian, it was his birthday. Um, he came down from, uh, upstate New York and I was in, he was in like 300, 314 or something. It's like a little balcony on the side. And, uh, I got, I got bounced. I got thrown out of there because there were not, there was not an empty seat to slide into next to him. Wow. I mean that's anecdotal, right? It's one one small section, but still. Yeah, but I mean that that just goes to speak that you know the the reports of the demise of DMB have been greatly exaggerated. Yeah, I mean there were people that were having to dump tickets, though. I would say, I mean, um, it wasn't like it was an extreme demand that you know ticket prices were crazy. I think floor tickets were in demand, but I think if you wanted to add and just go to the show, you could get, pick up some uppers for probably below face. Right. At least that's what I was if, hearing. If you want to deal with that anxiety, that for me sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. But that's me. <laughs> I'm a little bit neurotic. So I thought it was pretty busy. I thought it was pretty full. Yeah. Oh, it, it felt great. And what I, what I found weird is the rumor before the show was that the band was going to go on right at 8. They were going to start right at 8 o'clock. So we got in there and we were down on the floor around that time. And uh, they didn't end up starting until 8, what, 20 after or so? 26, I there think, is what we 20... tweeted out. We, right. We tend to try to tweet out the actual onstage time. But between so, yeah. 8 o'clock and 8.26, the lower level was very sparse. I was like, boy, it's a good thing they're not starting at 8 because about half this place is not seated yet. Um, but then, surprisingly, by the end, uh, by the time they started it, it was packed. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. So um, we got quite the, sh- got quite the show. Um, I think probably top of mind, though, is three new songs, three song debuts. Um Samurai Cop, Bob Law, and Bismarck. Um, some interesting names there. And I guess um, Bob Law and Bismarck aren't new to us, right? We uh, we saw these names before, right, Jake? I mean, Jake? Yeah, 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 we did. We There was a, a leak on uh, Instagram. I don't remember whose account it was, but someone had tweeted. I think it was one an, an orchestra person had tweeted out. Uh, some sheet music, and those were names Bob Law and Bismarck, along with another one that was called Here On Out. So, um, you know, spoiler alert, they're probably going to play a song called Here On Out eventually. Which I looked at the, the musical notation on, of Here On Out and compared it to Samurai Cop just to see if maybe 
it got renamed, but it doesn't. Here on out seems to have a mix of time signatures in it, and um, Samurai Cop seems to be pretty standard 4-4. Um, so I don't think those are the same songs. Were the words yeah. Samurai Cop uttered during that song at all? No. Not that I heard. And I listened to it three times. That's At, that's at, at least, such maybe a four. Weird, such a weird title. Outside of being like a 1991 movie. Right? Yeah, I mean, then, really, if you can name a song Samurai Cop, you pretty much have to. I, think. <laughs> I mean, really. You, you know, and it's... It's kind of something that you know that plays into something else too. And in fact, this question came in on the on the ants Twitter with the ants uh, podcast hashtag, and that was from Elizabeth Saren. She's at, of course, uh, Drazil eighteen. She asked, "Any thoughts on the song title for Bob Law? I swear it's an Arrested Development joke, uh, gentlemen. You're fans of that show, uh-huh. is it? I don't know. I mean, what the lawyer on there played by." Uh... Scott Bayo. Scott Bayo. I was going to say Charles in Charge, but yes, that's, what, that's where I was. That was how, that was the progression. I, w- I would have gotten there. Um, was Bob Law Blah, as in Bob Blah Blah Blah, and I'm a lawyer, so Blah 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 Blah. Right. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know if it specifically arrested development. It could have just been, you know, just a general joke. But over the course of the show, you know. And as these new Dave announced these new songs, he was pretty pretty blatant. Like I don't know what to call this one. I think he, on on Bob Law, I think he even asked for maybe you guys can come up with a name for it. Um, so I think the only one he kind of said for Bismarck, he was like, I think that one's called Bismarck. And then he says something after it, and I don't know if he says I think, but still considering or something like that. Um, it, it, it's interesting too because. Um... When he said, I don't know what this is called, we wondered what it would show up as on the set list, and we got the push from DMB Hub down on the floor, and, oh, this is what the song is called. So you heard it there first, pretty much. Yeah, and, and this is different from 2004, when they do debuted the song, the four, uh, 2004 songs, fittingly enough, and originally on the set list, the live set list, they were called new song number one, number two, number three, number four, uh, and no, I don't remember which one was which. Except but I, I li- but I, li- I like that. Four. Yes, it was. I knew that. <laughs> was it? I think Crazy Easy and um and uh what's the other uh, Joyride were one and two, and Hello Again was three. Was three and, and and Sugar Will was four. I believe. I don't know why right. I remember Sugar Will, but I remember Sugar Will was four. But I like that because I mean, once they start getting some names, it's hard to really change them, and I don't think that gets to happen very, very often. And that's actually a Twitter question came in about that from a uh, Colin Walker at uh, Colin with Act One um, said, uh, "Hey, Ants Marching, are the new song titles working titles, or is there a seriously a song called Bob Law?" Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag DB Twenty Five. So. Are these working titles? Uh, and even though Dave's saying they're on the show, I, I I don't know what to call them. But then they're, Dude, they're yeah. you know they're they're documenting them on the on the on the actual let, set. Let list. me pause you right there for a second, yeah. Joe. The gentleman is on Periscope right now, and I didn't even need him to say this, but he's chiming in. It's Colin with a K, by the way. Not, <laughs> That's why I was laughing. Not Colin with Ack. <laughs> with Ack. <laughs> wow, this guy. This guy. <laughs> I I I propose we do not allow we don't let Joe we don't let Joe do any intro we can let him ask questions but let's let us be the username poor people Colin they, probably our best week of questions ever this guy is just butchering the names uh, I, we're really sorry 
<laughs> Somebody just wrote Joe M. J E A U X. Beautiful. Um, my apologies, Mr. Walker. Uh, well, okay. So, how do you guys like the songs? <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to just take them in order? Let's do them in order. Yeah. Samurai Cop is the first to appear. Matt, what do you got? Uh, I think it sounds, at least the initial riff, sounds like a U2 song. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I don't know. I get like a like a Streets Have No Name kind of vibe to it, at least the, the guitar part. I, oh, I, I like it. I, I don't know how excited I am to see any of them live just yet. And I'll, we'll get on to the other ones first. But but this one, I, I don't know if it's going to be a live staple or uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm different than a lot. I really do enjoy the studio cuts because it's their opportunity to get good production and a lot of depth. Um, so I do look forward to all of these in the studio. That's for sure. What do you guys think of it? Yeah, I mean, I, actually, that's going to be my comment too. Um, you know, I kind of group these songs together. I actually think they're going to be amazing in the studio. Mm -hmm. And I think these, these are actually like really well studio songs that um, are translating. They're still trying to figure out their live translation um, and they're not there yet. I think they're going to get a lot better as they keep playing them. Um, but, you know, just talking about Samurai Cop, I agree. It, it's got very, very radio sounding. Um, it's very structured. Um, I like it, actually. Um I possibly like it the most out of the three, and I know that's not a popular popular um, feeling out there. Um, but I think it's I think it's I think it's pretty good. It's actually uh, singable. You can actually sing it, unlike maybe Bismarck. I feel is a little bit harder to to sing the lyrics to. Uh, I would say that actually, Joe, judging by the reaction on the boards today, Samurai Cop has kind of gotten the most love from the oh. people on the boards. Oh, cool. Um, I kind of think that Samurai Cop is going to change a lot live. To me, it felt kind of hollow in a way. It felt like a lot of the lyrics were placeholders. And I'm wondering if that is going to change. Because it just, it just felt... I don't, know what the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It just felt like it was missing something. I, I, do, I do feel like yeah, some of the lyrics they just feel like um, placeholders. But I don't. I mean, I don't know if he's going to change. I don't think he's going to change them either. At the same point, the "Oh Joy" line didn't bring me joy like I thought it would. That sounds like a Dave lyric, though. Got to be honest. It placeholder yeah, kind of stuff. No, I. That, that seems like the kind of. I mean, that seems like the kind of stuff that you know, using the word grace, using the word joy. He really likes to use those words. Hmm. I, I I think I think it's I think the lyrics aren't going to change even though they kind of seem like placeholders. Yeah, we've got a little bit going on right now here. <clears throat> I think this part's pretty strong. I like it. There's, I mean, there's a YouTube part, by the way. It, it, it feels like it needs something else going along with what? it. Really? That's, that, that's like... so that's so singable. That that's that's I like that. Yeah, this is coming from the guy that says every week that he doesn't know the lyrics to any songs and doesn't really care. Yeah, just what do they not sound. let that's, him. <laughs> don't let him read the lyrics because that roof. Who knows what kind of pronunciations we'll get? 
<laughs> um, what about Bob Law? Matt? Uh... I just wrote down that I like it. I Obviously, this has been a mad scramble this entire weekend. And today, I snuck in listens on each of these songs a couple times on my drive home. Uh, but I, I I don't have anything remarkable to say about it. Um, I, I remember liking it, uh, but I don't I don't remember specific things. I'm gonna, we'll, we'll get it rolling in the background here. But uh, what did you guys think? I, I'll, uh, take you, I'll give you my take first, Jake. Uh, go ahead. I, I don't know. Again, I think this will be good in the studio. At least my take, Dave's Dave singing on this was really rough. Um, it didn't seem like he was confident with it, and his voice—I don't know—or maybe he's trying to do something with his voice, trying to really kind of, you know, break it or something. I don't know, but it just—I—I I think the singing was not confident. I think it got a little bit better as the song went towards the end, but it, that kind of ruined it for me. Um, I couldn't get into it because it didn't—it sounded like Dave was having a hard time singing it. Um, Bob Law was another keyboard song, which um, was erroneously tweeted out from the Ants account. Um, I won't mention which Floridian actually sent that uh, tweet out. <laughs> However, it's actually not the same keyboard as the Virginia in the Rain song. Oh, it's, really? it's, it's, it's a different keyboard, yeah. Um, but it is a keyboard song. I feel like he sings his keyboard songs Ooh. a little bit differently, so maybe that's what you're hearing there. But I actually liked Bob Law. I actually liked it better than Samurai Cop. Ooh, I, I like it, the chorus here. Yeah. Uh, see, I like it. it's that's I get that funk yeah. in there. I like that. I like oh, that. Yeah, yeah that the music, the music's like awesome. Stuff. Yeah, the music is really quality, and I, and I think it's going to be really good in the studio. It is Dave's singing was just a little break, and maybe he gets more confident as the tour gets on, and this one really grows. Um, I'm, I'm, guess, I'm actually hopeful of that. Uh, that that's what happens, and and that's the one he introduces a love song, which usually is. A sex song in, in yeah. Dave words. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's got that kind of vibe to it too. I, I dug that one. I, I actually dug that one a lot. And uh, I can say with confidence that that is my favorite Dave Matthews piano song, despite only hearing it live <laughs> once. Wow. That, wow. I don't think the bar is all that high if you're going to well, go there. You know, it's yeah. got to be. Some, but I like a dream so real. And he yeah, played, I do too. Uh, he played piano on that one. I still remember that 2008 show where it was the only. The only show they play, the only show they played yep. it at in Saratoga. That was in Saratoga. Yeah. Nice surprise, not an opener, just kind of stuck there, and, and it was it was cool. Yes, well, that, you leaves, guys... that leaves Bismarck. Yeah, Bismarck. What do you think, Jake? I really, really, really like this song. Uh, from the second I heard it, I, I really dug the living heck out of it. I think it's great. I am a huge fan. I'm instantly of the three, Bismarck is my number one. Wow. By, and you're saying, like, by a long shot. By a long shot. Does anybody think that chorus that we're rolling over right now sounds like a fish song with the harmonizing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it almost has a little bouncing around the room uh, to it. American Baby 74 says uh, Paul Simon also, and which I also agree with. Paul Simon, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. I'm. It, yeah, it's exciting to hear three new songs that nobody's like awful right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know that's something. Uh, go ahead. Why don't you guys talk about your thoughts on the song first before I jump way way ahead? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a little bit hard to uh, to get into uh, lyrically the the verses um, during during the concert. It's 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 very funky, like pattern wise. Um, you Says really the guy to... who doesn't care about lyrics. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I'm just like that's why Samurai Cop. It's stupid simple, easy to easy to sing. Yeah, but you know, when, you can when get those into lyrics it. are known, Joe, how <laughs> how fun is that going to be live when everybody's and, singing? And, along and that's with that. where I was going with it until yeah. Jake interrupted. Is you, <laughs> we're gonna have to you're gonna have to listen to it a lot, and then once you get it down, then that's gonna be you know just like the you know the the, the those different fun little parts and what's so much to say or whatnot that everybody likes to likes to sing. So if Samurai Cop was on stand up and it had like the little brackets of like. You know, stand up. Our finest hours arrived, or whatever the hell it said. Samurai Cop would be. It's so easy. Joe M can sing. Exactly. Yes. Samurai so Cop, not the movie. <laughs> I actually thought the beginning of Bismarck sounds like. Um, I don't know if you guys got this, but it sounds like a like a uh, before these kind of streets outro. Like it sounds like I don't know if you could play the beginning of a map, but it yeah. sounds like something that like the band is just kind of playing at the mm-hmm. end of a song. Hey, here you go. Something. Just something like they'd be just kind of jamming, like it would have no lyrics and it would just stop, oh, you know. And then, and then, the, and then the next song would go into it. Sounds like that kind of outro. Hen, Hen Jacko sounds like sounds like Julio, and he's not wrong either. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Well, you know, it's interesting um, because we actually had a Twitter person mention Boris Fowler, who is at. Bo Riss <laughs> Fo Wooler. Um, actually said, listen to the intro of Bismarck. Do you hear a tiny bit of Dodo? Not saying it's a tease, but I hear a strong resemblance. I don't know if I hear Dodo in there. You want to hear Dodo. I I do want to hear Dodo, but I don't think I hear a Dodo there, but I I kind of agree with what you guys are saying. It almost has a bouncy little, almost like the beginning of PNP in a way, a little kick to its step in a way that would fit right into Before These Crowded Streets. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the PNP maybe like just the way that that beat kind of starts rolling in, and, and yeah. it's, it's pretty persistent. I, I do like that, but, I, but I, don't, I don't hear a lick of Dodo, and even with it brought up, and I'm trying to find it, I don't hear it at all. I don't hear it, and it's kind of interesting that they segged out of Big Eyed Fish into that. Of course they uh, did. It's nothing more than an intro anymore, right? But I mean, it's just it's <laughs> it's strange that it made a debut like that. So. I kind of go back to what you guys were talking about on the uh, what album, as it's affectionately known. Will that kind of be a seg song coming out of something? Wouldn't that be great if that was the working title for the album? It should be. It wow. absolutely should be. So we got to answer it. Um, do you think what does these songs mean about an album coming? What album? What I, new album? What album? What album? Uh, it yeah. means there's one coming. Yeah, absolutely, because this is exactly what happened in 2000 when they played all those songs, and then everybody lo- – oh, that's right. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I had my ears oh, confused. No. I'm, I, I meant to say 2004. I apologize. 2004, <laughs> where they played all those songs. I, I'm sorry. It, it must be my old age. I'm thinking actually of 2006 when they played, you know, Kill the King and, and, and all those oh, sister. And, uh, Jake, I think bad. I see where you're going with this. Yeah, it was 2007 is what I meant. Yeah, actually, that's oh, the year. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, really. Tell me more about the album. What album? Yeah, so I think don't. These the songs don't mean anything. <laughs> oh! I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought it was your time to go on your rant. Never mind. 
<laughs> Back in my day, when people played songs, they put an album out, damn it. <laughs> I mean, overall, I think the songs are great. I don't think it means, hey, there's an album that's uh, coming out tomorrow or anything, or even these songs would make it on the album. I, I think these songs are um, significantly better than what we had for the last new song. Which oh, w- yeah. W- which is Be Myself, right? Be Yourself. Dubba Dubba. Uh, Oh. Yeah, dubba dubba doo doo. Um, so, I think that's super promising. I, 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 that, that's that's really great to hear. I actually like it better than Virginia in the Rain. Do you guys like it, these songs better than Virginia in the Rain? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's really promising. How about better than Black and Bluebird? Black and Bluebird. I, I, it's probably my favorite of that that set of songs, Black and Bluebird. <laughs> but oh wow, that that's that narrows it down. I know that's, that's like the, being another the best high bar, or... right? Yeah, yeah, and that seems to be the consensus on Periscope right now too. That uh, these these new songs are the strongest new set of songs in a while. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I, I would agree. I so wonder if like, Shotgun's going to fit in with these though. I think we might finally see that that thing get some some closure. I wish that'd be nice. Shotgun did not make an appearance at Seville, um, and um, you know, but we did get some other things and. Uh, would somebody like to pronounce the name of this next uh, tweet question so I don't have to? All right. So Matt Balls at the Matt Balls, as in like short for volunteers, I think, with a Z, of course. Ask Ants, what was the single biggest surprise from the Seville show? You got three new songs, The Last Stop, Sugar Will Returns, Sexy MF, hashtag Ants Podcast. So what do you guys think was the best? And we can cover them all, but I'm curious to see what you guys' favorites are, and then we can cover the ones that we didn't think were the favorites. So I... I think... Oh, go yeah. ahead, Matt. Okay, sure. Go ahead. Uh, I think the last stop, and we won't know this, and I, I guess this could be affected retroactively, but I think last stop is the big return. It's the first time the song has been played in any matter, Joe, since uh, actually the Seville show in 2010. So it had been 324 shows in uh, the better part of um, five years, or actually the better part of six years since they last played that. So about five and a half years ago was the last time Last Stop showed its face. Um, and everybody in the in the place went nuts, and the floor was insane. Uh, I, I got a video of the song, and Joe was just on his pogo stick, man. He's bouncing up and down. Um, you have me on video? Oh, all of you on video. It's you yeah, do. You're oh, in the whole I didn't thing. know that. You're in the whole you thing. Tell, you didn't and, tell me that. And you just explode when the song comes on. It's great. I'll show it to you. Crazy. Oh. <laughs> I'll show it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would say that's the highlight for me. Uh, three new songs is great. I'm not taking that for granted, but at the same time, I think you're going to see those songs played throughout the tour. So that doesn't make it unique to Charlottesville. Yeah, it's the first time you've seen them, but it, it's not going to be a unique experience for the people who are at that show. Um, and, and, uh, Joe and I had a real hearty debate on, uh, Sunday morning about this, but Sugar Will, I like, I love Sugar Will, uh, and I was excited to see it back, but I don't agree that it was, it was liberated full band. Dave was playing it solo in Europe in the fall. So it's not like that song hasn't seen the light of day in recent times. It has, it's been five years since they played it full band, but he's been doing more than teasing it for the better part of six months. So that doesn't make, that doesn't rate for me. I mean, yeah, it does. I'm psyched, but that's not the highlight. He, bar- uh, he barely played Sugar Well, and it, it was only part, not even teased any time before that. It was literally just because of sign. And uh, Dave can play any, Dave can noodle and play anything and come out and do anything. 
full ban is when it's really back for me. And okay. uh, that's what a liber to me, that's what a liberation that, that, is. That's okay. But it's not like he was just teasing it a couple times. He played it pretty consistently, and it was him solo. So, I mean, the song was there and played. Oh, going, how many times on a Europe tour? Almost every show. No. Sugar Will? Yeah. Am, am I just remembering wrong here? Uh, well, well, you went to every European show except for <laughs> none of them. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go there right now. I'm going to Tour Central International Fall 2015 Tour. Well, I think they only played it once, actually. They teased it twice. but and That's not yeah. true. They played it twice? So not true. Hang on. Unreleased. Stand by. Oh, it's oh, hang on, uh, wrong page. Um, ah, I hate when that happens. I know. Hang on, unreleased. Sugar Will was played. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was one. It was one. I know. That's what I'm saying. But I it mean, was teased twice. Yeah. It was te- teased at least once. I don't know. The, the other tease is really, really. You gotta make it. You gotta really make it out. And uh, I mean, I, I feel I feel bad. I can't remember the guy's name. Okay, he had so... this sign in front of him. But it, it was just one time. Dave can come out and play anything. And, and does that count as a liberation? To me, no. And, and even the one that he did play it. It was it, to me. It wasn't even. All right. Like, so what I would it was, get out of it was teased once and played once. I don't know. In my mind, for whatever reason, when I was looking for something, I thought I saw a bunch more. I looked at the others because the last two were Netherlands and the UK. The last shows that were played before that was UK, UK, Netherlands, Germany. They were from 2010. But I think when I glanced at the venues, I thought they were all part of that European tour. Gotcha. Last year, well, that's what I thought. Okay. It proves once again what we've always said. Europe loves sugar well. <laughs> they do. Um, you know what I actually thought was the surprise, and yeah. and I, I realized the you know the three new songs, the last stop, and all that stuff. This I don't think the sexy MF was actually a surprise the way they did it. I think that was more of a tribute for Prince. But there was something immediately that surprised me, and that was song that Jane likes opening. Is that is not a traditional opener. When's the last time it opened? Uh, I believe I read uh, via the Ants Hub that it was 1994. Yeah, so that's a long damn time ago. That's you know I was like what 42. (laughs) Well, I remember I remember thinking as soon as they opened with that, um, what? But this is an unusual opener. I had no idea it was 22 years since they did that, but uh, I knew it was unusual. And I and I ever remarked to to Joe today on text. I said, you know. the weekend, you know, it was really a great time with a lot of great events and great friends. But Jane has never been – I like Jane, but it's never been anything more than I'm just pretty neutral on it. It's a fun song. It's nice, but I don't hope for it. I don't really care. Um, but I had it in my head the last couple of days now, and I'm like, well, what's that about? And I, that, that Right at the very beginning, oh, I'll come back again. Hey. And I just – it just kind of summed up the weekend. It was just everybody just having a good time. Uh I, so now I'm now I'm really into it. The song right now that was a great opener. I, mm-hmm. I could literally hear that song every show and would never complain. Yeah, I've seen it a lot, I, but uh, I, I, I do like it. Yeah, I, I I dig the living heck out of that song. Yeah. What other uh, other things that happened? Um, um, three three uh, three full song encore. That's pretty unique. That's incredibly rare. Only two were on the set list. Um, Billy's uh, was not that was added in late which was good because it it felt like even though they played till 20 after 11 it it just felt like being Charlottesville 
um, being a Saturday night, the last few Saturday night shows, well, actually 2012 didn't go that long, but 2010 went very long and, and 2009 went very long. 2006 went very long. It felt like the, the show was going to go toward midnight and it didn't actually come close to going toward midnight. Well, that's a 30 minute encore still. Yeah. That's and still a super long encore. Three monsters from the big three albums. Yeah. Which is something, uh, we actually had a Twitter question about that. Uh, which I'm never going to be able to find in time, so I apologize. However, someone asked if there's ever ever been one played from the big three in an encore, and I just kind of looked around, and I did not see that ever happening uh, outside of a tease in 2010 in that monster encore there, because you had Ants played, you had Last Stop played, you had that too much tease into Ants. Right. That's the closest thing I could see in just a really quick look. Well, and Billy's was not originally on the set list. That was a, right. that was an ad uh, ad hoc right. right there. Yes, I would have been okay with just uh, Anson last stop. <laughs> Billy's certainly didn't make it worse. But um, and by the way, can we just say how good last stop sounded? They since '98 when they really when the song came out and they started playing it, I don't think the song has sounded particularly good. Uh, I think it's just it's really tough to land on the reprise outro. I think they they all struggle to to get there. If you listen to live at Chicago when the band was playing it with, with some regularity, um, they're it's they just eat it alive. They kill it. And since in '03 when they brought it back a couple times, you know, a couple tours since then, I think it's been a little sloppy. They haven't they just have not been on point with it. They were on point with it Saturday. Uh, it sounded amazing. I loved it. Yeah, it was it was really good. The the song actually that, that surprised me how good it sounded was actually Sugarwell. I thought Sugarwell sounded super tight. I was mm-hmm. impressed with that. Yeah. Um, Joe, you got one more here. Well, uh, we're just covering all the the hot things. You guys didn't get this one. There was one major major highlight from the show. What would that be? The ladies weren't there. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. They I did think, not make, would, would they we didn't all make be, an appearance. How would we all be feeling right now if they were much different, right? Melancholy. It would have changed it would have changed the set. You know, the set would not look like it did, you know, and it would have it would have influenced it too much. I liked that it didn't get influenced and that other other thing that's worth noting too. Um, well, the, what, we, but hang on before you move yeah. on for that, Joe. There yeah. is something of note and songs that are regularly played with the ladies were not played. Um, so if you're holding out hope that they're not going to show up, um, good luck with that. Mm, Yeah. Yep. Um, the other thing I think that was worth noting is, Hey, we returned to the one set, right? A lot of talk about that. Um, thought the one set was great. The show runtime, um, came in just the same of what we were getting in the two sets. It's actually this, that show, Charlottesville was, um, longer than the first show of 2015 in the two sets format. So not really getting any less music. Per se, with the two with the one set That's format, yeah. Now, obviously, uh, it would have been pretty close. It would have been close if they didn't add Billy's. It would have maybe been a little bit shorter. And obviously, see if they'll get some. Gets a. It's going to get a good, good show. Get a good, good long show. Um, but there weren't really any overly long songs. We got forty one, um, but it really wasn't. Um, you know, like a lot of jam out songs. Uh, just you know, just forty one and, and Jimmy. Yeah, with, with yep. the extended sexy MF outro. Right. Exactly. So, um, a lot of a lot of hits, um, but he got the same kind of um, same music as the two sets, which was interesting. Which but, we thought, we, but it confirmed it. But the dodo is still extinct. The dodo yes. is still dead, not alive. Uh, 
I believe in Dodo. We're going to have to have a, a stronger groundswell effort from the fan base. To, well, I to think get the reason thing. I think it didn't happen is I, I didn't see any free Dodo shirts, Jake. Well, the free Dodo show shirts pretty much arrived for everybody on Friday, from what I understand, because I had somebody rip me a new one at the uh, party because his shirt did not arrive, um, much to everyone's it, chagrin. It wasn't Sarah the Mod, was it? No, it wasn't <laughs> Sarah the Mod. She ripped me for another reason, so because <laughs> I'm not the most observant person on the face of the earth, but that's okay. But now um, they're in the now they're in the wild because I've seen some pictures. Yes, they are there. People have already had their shirts arriving. Everyone should pretty much have them by now. I know you guys have your shirts. Matt, you wore yours to the show, which was awesome. I wore mine to the uh, Mono Loco party that we'll discuss later, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. I actually put it it on at the show. Yes, you you did. Yes, you you did. Because because like a great guy that you are, you brought my shirt to the show, so I'd be stuck holding it all night if I didn't put it on. Exactly. So that's that's one way to get people to wear your stuff. Actually, I was going to give it to you when you showed up uh, at my hotel for the walk over to the concert, but then you stiffed me. Uh, Joe, Joe completely had it was taskmastering me. He just said I had no time to get over there. Mm-hmm. What? I don't remember this. I was working. Uh-huh. We're, I was working at something we're going to talk about in our second segment. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh. But overall, what do you guys think of the show? How'd you, how do you rate it? Stars, five stars out of five. Four. Solid four. I think I think they could have went a little more unique for Seville. For and this is all the all this this is you're asking me my opinion. I lo- I love the show and I'm only it's it's easy to say I love the show. So that's why I kind of go with the critique mm-hmm. uh, to improve it. I think I still I still think the band has the catalog and the capabilities to be a little more unpredictable. Um, and so there's that. But, that, but I, I'm it's. They haven't. They don't do that that much. So it's not like I should have expected it. You can hope. It doesn't mean it's realistic. Uh, show was great. They sounded amazing, especially for the first show of the tour. I think the thing that's most exciting about the show is the format of it. I mean, you had old and new. You had brand new songs, and you had essentially two rarities. You had Sugar Will, and you had Last Stop. Mm-hmm. If they do an old, new, a couple new songs and two, oh my God, I can't believe they just played that every night. It's going to be a hell of a tour. Mm-hmm. And I, That's, I, yeah, I know I agree. And I think any, the re, anybody doesn't give this a good rating of a show. It's because they're looking at it through the lens of what they expected out of Seville and they expected to, they, they, they had high expectations for the show. It's a great freaking show. This show happens anywhere. I mean, people, that encore, the Sugar Will, Last Stop, three new songs, uh, Song the Chain Likes opener, people would be going insane. And, and I'm surprised they're, they're not going as insane as, as, the, as they should be. Just, and I think it's because they had high expectations of, of what Seville would be. And, um, you know, Chris Holland, did I get that right, Matt? It's, I, I don't know how you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> From CJ Holland, 2736. Um, says, do you agree that there was nothing 25th anniversary about the show other than Dave's one comment um, thanking Seville? You know, he thanked him from from all the days. Hashtag Ant's podcast. I mean, do you guys get any 25th anniversary? Was there any connection to that or was it just a, a good show? And were maybe people expecting something more for 25th anniversary and that's why they give it maybe a lower rating? That might be true, but I don't believe there's anything 25th anniversary about it. 
Yeah, I, I kind of uh, agree that I don't think there's anything specific about it. But as we've talked about many times in the past, that's not really what this band is. So you shouldn't be that uh, surprised by it. Maybe the um, song that Jane likes is a little wink and a nod. But other than that, no, not really. Not really. And I guess the one last thing I'll say over the overall um, show is the stage and lights is freaking amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is crazy good. I don't know how they're going to do it in the small venues, though, because it's taking up a lot of real estate, a lot of vertical real estate um, above the stage. I have no idea how they do that. It's a place like Blossom is super, super small, so I have no idea how they're going to do it. But um, at least for Seville Show, and I would assume for the next one, Wichita, which is the first show of the tour, not the first show of the tour. We'll save that for another podcast. Um um, they'll be okay and be able to use it. But once they start getting to some of these outdoor venues, it's going to be tough. So we'll have to see. Um, people were asking on Twitter about if the recording's out. Uh, Mike Sardnowski, who has been a long-time DMB taper, also tapes for OAR. Uh, I can't believe how good this tape sounds. Uh, Joe, you good. grabbed it on before you drove home, right? Yep, grabbed it before I drove home. Thank you, tapers. Thank you, Mike there and others uh, for getting it out so fast that I could listen to it on the way home. Um, but yeah, I started listening and, I, and it's it's perfect. It's it's you get, it's so good. And um, to get um, these new songs, to be able to hear them in uh, you know enough quality to get people excited because you know that's our first listen and you know like it's hard to get back our first impression. So um, big props to Mike and the other tapers. And there there were a good number of tapers there, which is which is great to see because we don't always have that luxury. Um, so be sure to check out others and then Mike too. pick the one that's best suited for you. You know, some will be a little more bass heavy, vocal focused, you know, it depends on your listening, your, your setup, you know, you might like one better than the other. So highly recommend you uh, check out multiples, but I really enjoyed Mike's. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, let's see. Um, before we go into a break and then we'll come back and talk about the other happenings of the weekend, uh, DMB hub, uh, Joe and I, and Jay, we were all nervous about uh how it was going to how it was going to do in terms of the push messages i mean any any kind of new tech you know we get nervous and the fact is if something was wrong we we could not have fixed it during the uh during the show obviously we're there um i'm happy to report that the push messages worked well um there's a little bit of a bug with the live setlist display displaying new songs um we will be working on a fix for that and hopefully have that submitted to the store this week uh the cell service was putrid but what are you gonna do oh right? my gosh i i said i i had a record i always record like dave walking out on stage right at the start of the show i recorded that hit send and bleh, uh, just the network died I, jake i have no idea how you're getting stuff out you were a savior well, there he's well on the, sprint. The, he's on sprint him and six other people oh yeah but the, oh. the problem is yeah but my video didn't go either because i actually had the first 20 seconds of song with jane likes uh, and yeah. it never went and i had two pictures that never went uh, a couple of them did go but that's why I just had to switch over to try to give everybody to try to paint the picture, which uh, apparently ninety nine percent of you uh, that were not at the show liked, and one person was a dick. You know what I? You like, know what I never think of, and it works sometimes when we're having problems. And I probably shouldn't say this. I probably should keep it to myself. But um, sometimes I'll switch to three G. I'll turn LTE off, and it'll be great because nobody's on that spectrum anymore. Oh. Uh, and I should probably think to do that more often. But uh, nobody do that. Nobody do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leave it. Leave it for us. <laughs> patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. But the um, yeah, save your sexting on for, for LTE <laughs> and uh, let Matt use uh, use three G for his sexting. Of course. Uh, Setless game, 
huge success. Uh, we had over 550 people. Uh, I think we almost had 600 people uh, submit their picks, and I, a lot of them were doing that through the app. So really glad to see uh, people doing that. That was cool. Uh, yeah, pushes look good. Yeah, and and um, now we've got the best thread of the year is now back. Of the yes. Year. Yes, the best thread that pops up every single year on the Ants forum. If you're just kind of casual, you don't really pop in there too often, you're, you're afraid to post, that's okay. But you have to go in there and you have to read Stupid Things Heard at a Show 2016 edition. I- I'm not going to read any. I'm just going to say that there's two that have thrown down the gauntlet and it's going to be tough to beat. <laughs> okay? When you find out what happened in Section 302, you're going to be like, okay. I don't know if anyone's going to get past this. <laughs> There's a long. It's a long summer, Jake. It's a long summer. It's a long summer. This is the, you can go back and read past years, and it is just an absolute treat. What is longer, this summer or this podcast segment? No, no, because I, I want to make it longer. Because I, I think we need to give a shout out to the setlist game winners: C Kramer 09 and Patty Man three one three. Great job, thirty six points each. They got ten strongs and four spots. Yeah, those. That was a great job. The spots are key because. Um, Fonzie 5888 and Gray Street Ave um, both got 12 songs, which is amazing, but they just missed out on some of the spots of them. So, Did you guys play? Um, um, I did I do, play. I, I do not points. play because I don't think it's fair. Oh, you want to know why? Oh, I, know, yeah. I know exactly why you don't play because it would embarrass you. Would be yep. so embarrassed, and you'd all of a sudden that ego would take a real bruising if you're not if you're not towards the top. <laughs> hey, that's fair, Jake. It's okay. False, false, <laughs> false, false. But um, if you haven't, if we weren't able to play it first, you can join any time. Um, you know, next match, uh, next uh, one, depending on when you listen to this, is uh, Wichita here on um, Wednesday. So um, take your pick at it and see if you can be the top of the list. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and again, I, there are so many shows where if you miss a couple, it's okay. So it's not too late to join in and make a run for the uh, for the entire you know tour, top you know, top of the table. Um, great. So that's going to wrap. That's been about an hour segment right there. Awesome. Uh, when we come back, we got to talk about all the other things from the weekend. We're going to talk about the pop-up gallery, Night Zero Party, Rockbridge Experience, and Joe? Chicka Pig. Chicka Pig. We'll be right back.
Okay, everybody, welcome back to the next segment of this episode 70 of the Ants Podcast. Uh, for a little behind-the-scenes anecdote here, uh, this is the second attempt at the um, re-entry because the first one came back, and I, now I hear the crickets, by the way. Yeah, um, they're kicking now. It's just, What I'm doing, it's actually the end of Remember Two Things, you know, that part right before it comes to the reprise. It's just playing on <laughs> a loop right I, behind me. I honestly believe that you live next door to a zoo. I'm waiting for, like... Like the carooning of giraffes one of these nights. <laughs> I'm just going to hear like a That has helicopter tours. I came in real hot on uh, my first attempt and way too enthusiastic, and it just wasn't – it wasn't uh, – It was beautiful, and, and I don't know why you threw that away. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe, was... maybe a, a, a blooper reel one of these times. Periscopers get it. Ooh, I've been asked to sing Dodo on the podcast. Um, ooh. We'll, tell, we'll tell that story. We'll tell that story. So, uh, so we got a few things to talk about um, before the show. Uh, well, actually, well, they had it all three days, right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, yes. Uh, let's talk about this pop-up retrospective gallery. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jake, let, go into it a little bit. Wow, I mean, just absolutely amazing. First, to start off, the photography is absolutely beautiful. Um, a couple of our, our friends are. Us ants, personal friends, uh, did some pictures. Rodrigo took some photos. Um, you guys probably know him from DMB Brazil. He's a fantastic photographer. And our friend Sam Erickson, who, uh, of course, famously uh, directed the um, Road to Big Whiskey. Uh, and he also did the Hello Again stuff from the 2010 tour where they did the videos. He took some fantastic, fantastic photos, including some rare ones like uh, his very first photo shoot with the band from 1994. That photo was there. Just some gorgeous, gorgeous pictures. And then on top of that, you had stuff that just you did not expect to see, like handwritten set lists. Right, Matt? Oh, that I think uh, that was probably my favorite uh, part of the exhibit. There's a wall where it was literally a, a, with a piece of plastic in front of it. You uh, you had the original type, like old school typewriter of I'll Back You Up and Song That Jane Likes, the lyrics. You had the original So Much to Say pen. These were just like notebooks found under a stack of whatever, and they just ripped the pages out of them. Unbelievable. It's so cool seeing that. And some of Dave's artwork, too, just has sketches and drawings on the notebooks. There, there was something there that it may not have looked like much to anyone um, just because of what the song it was, but there were handwritten lyrics to american baby that looked like literally it was ripped out of a notepad and and from what i was told that is literally the very first take at writing the lyrics to american baby oh and somebody brought up also 40 from 2001 and then an alternate lyric version as well yeah how cool is that they kind of when dave knows he's going to do it they kind of give him some lyrics to kind of figure out what he's saying in the past and then he's like, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm going to write something out real quick. And he does that. So it's, that was really cool. Um, that was that was as cool as the fireworks that literally just went off because, you know, it's May 9th or whatever the hell day it is. What's the zoo closing? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so um, there was also a, a um, an exhibit where you had some of Dave's old guitars, including his chat. And the best part, in my opinion um, – Roy's saxophones and his penny whistles were there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and really to think about it, to be that close, 
I mean, you, you can't touch them, but I mean, you could have reached out and touched them to be that close mm-hmm. to them. And, and kudos to everybody from Red Light who allowed everyone to take photography as much as they wanted to while they were there. That was super cool. Just really, just beautifully done. Really, really nice. There was also a couple little hidden things in there too, right, Joe? Well, I was going to say about those, those are things that they could easily have put behind plexiglass or something, right? I mean, right. Uh, but they were just sitting out. Like you could literally get right up in there and, and, and see all the detail. I think it was pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. Uh, what was the hidden things? Well, I, I saw something that I think a, a lot of people eventually caught, but I think you could have walked by and not realized it. There were a bunch of pineapple grass bracelets, mm. like the line from the song. Mm. So, and that would be Tripping Billies, in case you were wondering. So there they were, the, the most likely the inspiration, because why else would they put them there? It was the pineapple grass bracelets that inspired uh, inspired the line from, from Tripping Billy. So I thought that was really cool. If you had a chance to look on the big board, uh, the nostalgic board, where they actually put a, an Instagram teaser uh, video out, which, oh, by the way, featured a very old song, Doobie Thing. Which um, I think that recording was actually the eight thirty one ninety three show, which has actually had a couple. If I say actually one more time, drink that has had two songs released from it. Granny was released from it, and Ants Marching was released from it. So it's kind of interesting that they used that as well. That was the teaser video for the board that they put together. Some of the stuff in that board was amazing. Tickets from nineteen ninety four. There were lounge passes. There were all access passes. That thing was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave, uh, Dave's Dave's all access pass was hanging up on there, right. which is pretty crazy. Dave Matthews, mu- musician with his with his picture on there. Yeah, well, right. It, it was really <laughs> cool to see because I I know the people who you know we know the people who put who put this on were were nervous that how, basically how it was going to come off. Was it going to be popular? Were people going to be interested? Were it going to be sparsely attended or attended at all? Uh, I think they got their answer. The line was wrap around all weekend long. It was amazing. Uh, really great, great job by them putting it on. A great job by everybody who attended too, because everybody was real classy about the whole thing um, and took their time and really appreciated it. So that was just, oh my God, just better than I ever imagined. I thought it would be cool, but just the stuff that they had there was absolutely amazing. Absolutely so, a highlight for the weekend, for sure. Re- really was, truly was. And if if you didn't weren't able to get to Seville and see it, they are going to be setting up the Seville in New York City. No, they're going to set up the gallery in New York City. Not what did I Seville. say? The Seville. <laughs> they're going to set up Seville in New York City. In his defense, he was just reading that off a list. So, I mean, of course he mispronounced NYC. So, <laughs> NYCville? NYCville. It's a, it's, a new, um, it's a new TV show. Uh, yeah. uh, this is the Joe M podcast, the end all podcast. Oh, boy. So. <laughs> Who knew uh, Newcastle? Yeah. Ants Night Cero. Wow. So how are you guys? Are you guys feeling better from it? Because it was a long one for me. <laughs> that, that indeed it was. But what a blast. That was that. That was awesome. Before we get into it, I just want to say uh, I just want to mention a, a few people, if I can. Of course, we especially want to thank Monoloco for hosting us. To Michael and Alicia and the entire staff who just really busted their butts to make sure everybody kept it moving and 
I mean, that was fantastic. And of course, we have to thank Star Hill Brewery for bringing out that um, that pills that Matt drank almost the entire keg himself. <laughs> um, and also, Blenheim was there that was serving wine for those that weren't drinking. And Blenheim had some of their delicious Chardonnays out there. That was great. And we also have to thank the warehouse. It, it, you know, in case you didn't realize it, we gave away some unbelievable prizes. We gave away vinyls, live track vinyls, even. Um, we gave away posters and live track CDs. And, of course, we have to thank uh, Joe's favorite people, uh, Chicka Pig. Say it, Joe. Chicka Pig. <laughs> yeah, it was, and, and thank you to everybody that came out, too. Um, you guys made it great. Um, wasn't without its little hiccups, and appreciate everybody that you know, <laughs> stopped by. Um, it, was, it was beyond expectations. It was a good time. Um, had some good music. What did we have, Jake, for music? Uh, we actually had uh, live. We had um, exclusively JPJ. That's Charlottesville, two thousand nine, night one and night two. You might recall that our last party in Charlottesville was two thousand nine, uh, night one, and we played that show, and then we played um, night two right after it. Uh, and by that time, actually, we were having a little contest uh, where they were playing some of that show and some of some other music. So that was a little later in the evening when uh, a few more. Uh, pills were drank <laughs> but it was great people were singing along it was a good time you know note to self um when you get a um unedited soundboard release um when the band stops playing for three minutes and, and there's just crowd noise that's still in there probably yes. need to probably need to need to edit that out um to keep the music flowing and that was kind of that was some of it is <laughs> we had a heads up at, good, good job at a joe m for running back there and advancing the songs many times <laughs> Every time a song would end, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, crap! It's gonna be three minutes of of crowd noise unless I get get back there and um, and skip it again." So, um, I know there were some people that were really, "Where's the DMB songs?" And um, yep, we didn't really think about the fact that um, that what we did, it wasn't edited. Yeah, so, but it was cool, you know, especially to hear something. You now, a few of those songs have been released, but really, you know, nobody's heard the soundboard of those since the show. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. So the uh, verse band seems to be a big hit. That was really cool. A lot of people were looking for those. Um, good to see so many people, not only at the party, but in the, uh, you know, the day of the concert as well, running into people wearing the, the wristbands. That was really cool to see. Yep. Um, good job really... out of two-thirds of us actually remembering to wear those to the yeah. concert. And the people, were, <laughs> people were signing the map. We had the, we had the, the banner up with the, uh, the map of the United States, and people could put a sticker and sign their name where they came from. It was really cool, and, and I'm looking forward to Joe taking a picture of that and putting it on all of our social media just to kind of share it with everybody. That was awesome. And we had some Europeans there too, uh, who were unable to sign it because there was not, uh, their no, continent we had, was not featured. No, we did have their continent. We had a little, we had a little world map down small on the bottom. Globe. We had a small yeah. globe. And so we had people from Europe that even signed there. And we had people from, um, South America. Um, we had some people there. on, on Periscope saying they wore, they wore their wristband to work today, planning to wear it all summer. I love it. You got there yours you go. on right now during the podcast. I do. I'm wearing it right now. Yeah, I am too. So, um, yeah, we had people from all over. Big thanks for everybody that showed up. We had a, a number of the crew there, which was awesome too. Um, so it was it was, um, it was was a great time. So I thank you guys for coming out. And um, what do you guys think of Warehouse Pills? Do you like it? Loved it. It was good. It was. I mean, not nobody loved it as much as Matt. I think I, mean, I you know, pills are nice and easy to drink. They're crisp. I thought the warehouse pills had a little bit of a sweetness to it, more than more than your average pilsner. Mm-hmm. It was bubbly, uh, almost like a mm-hmm. champagne. I thought. It, I thought it finished really sweet, but not not like fruity sweet. But it just had that little tartness to it um, when when you when it finished, which I liked. Uh, it was 
it was different. It, definitely a distinct Pilsner style. I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think of it was bubbly. I thought it was good. That's just my style of beer. I said, um, you know, before the party, hey, if we don't kill this keg of warehouse pills, I'm going to be really disappointed in this party. Um, oh my god, we murdered it. Yeah, that 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 poor that poor keg. Um, there were no keg stands it. though. I know. Kind of disappointed. Um, so sorry if anybody that wanted one didn't get one. Um, but uh, yeah, it was definitely in in, in demand. Yeah, and the, the two. Uh, bartenders working that um both very uh very nice girls they really worked their little patooties oh, off so my goodness they did man they they were fantastic too they kept that thing going and they were they literally just poured drinks non-stop until the party stopped yeah which non-stop. was well after two o'clock which was mm-hmm. well after two o'clock but we had uh we had chicken pig air at the at the uh at the um at the party too seemed like people liked that had a good time with it why don't you try to explain one more time what Chickapig is to everyone who's listening? Oh, God, don't make me do that. I think it, the, the mystery about it is better than me trying to explain yeah. we, it. We don't want to overhype it before they're ready either. So, um, it, But Chickapig was a part of the next kind of um, stop on the Ants Tour train this, uh, this weekend. Uh, Joe did a fantastic job of putting together uh, and organizing a bit of a tour slash, um, oh, I don't know what you want to call it, for musicians, guitar players, to not only tour um, the quote-unquote factory, which is really Brian's basement of his home, um, where Dave's guitars are made, (laughs) custom by hand, but also to play some of these guitars. And these guitars range from five to more than $10,000. I mean, these are beautiful works of art. Um, And... Joe got 20 musicians in there to um, and, and, and enabled them to tour and talk to Brian, ask him whatever questions they want. Brian Calhoun, the uh, the um, owner and, and proprietor of Rockbridge Guitars and Chickapig, and also play these guitars. So, Joe, tell us a little bit more about how this came together. Oh, no. I mean, there's not much more you need to know. I just said thank you to all the musicians. We got... We asked for emails just to describe some of your um, your experience, and because they had to be very limited, it's a very small shop and showroom, um, and so we had to be limited and asked for emails um, for those that you know play the music, play guitar, that can really enjoy it and really get the most out of it. And the emails we got were just absolutely amazing. Um, we had musicians, that uh, music teachers, we got YouTube videos. Um, we got amateur guitar makers uh, on the side. Um, just we got we got we got a couple that was um, that wanted uh, the musician. He was also getting engaged. He got engaged at Seville weekend. Um, so just the absolute glad we could do it. Um, really really talented group. Um, opportunity for them to get get to play it, and you know I, I dabble, but I'm nowhere that could actually um, appreciate the cars. I actually didn't even pick one up, but asked every, all the musicians when they left, "What did you guys think?" And they were all just loved. It. I remember the one of the one of the guys. Um, sorry, I don't remember his name. Started playing it, and he and he he just his face just kind of went like, you know, like eyes opened up big. He's like. It sounds like a freaking you know live release. You know he started playing a DMB song and it sounded like you know you were listening to a live release. It had that 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 DMB it kind did of sound, sound beautiful. It. Yeah, so um, we might, we might have had a jam session for. Might have. Uh, there was at one point I went in there to, to to listen to them play, and these these guys were musicians. Everybody everybody who came in was playing the guitars, and they they weren't just noodlers. They were playing songs, and someone said someone asked um, what I wanted to hear. And they had just gotten done playing the Stones, so I said, "Well, that would have been my that would have been my number one pick." So we, I can't go there. 
Uh, and I, I said, well, I have Dodo because we all want to hear it. I said, but that's not really a, a real cool guitar song that, they, that Dave does. And anyway, three of them started playing it anyway. And uh, I was invited to, encouraged to sing. And so we did, we did a full version of Dodo. Uh, so even though it wasn't played at the concert, it was played this weekend. So Dodo was played in Seaville, yes. Dodo was played in Seaville, so that was fun. Did you? <laughs> was it? How bad was it, Joe? Be honest with me. Uh, so I didn't know what was going on. There's a little showroom, and we were only letting like three people into the showroom because you want to play guitar, you want to be able to hear it, and you want to be able to. You know, you don't want a lot of people in there. No one talking. And uh, at one point, the door opened up to the showroom, and then I hear Dodo playing, and then someone's singing, and I heard somebody else say, "Oh, I wish I could." You know, they, they're a musician, but they don't sing; they just they do the music part. And I'm hearing it, and it's like it's a little, it's a, it's a little rough, but it's hey, Ooh. it's working. Ooh, and, that's and then, that's and, wow. And then later the night, that night, I find out that it was Matt that was the one that was singing. I was like, "That was you singing?" I was completely stunned um, that Matt was because you thought he was a better singer, or because um, yeah, I know that it was actually that he was that it was good. I mean, it was it wasn't great at the time. I remember it not being great, but I would have never. I would attribute that to a musician. I didn't attribute that to Matt. So, I guess for Matt's standards, it was amazing. Apparently, the I, video of it exists, and it's in the Ants Marching email. Whoa! Whoa! Yes, I saw that come in earlier. I did not click it yet. But, Is that on um, the staff account? Uh, oh, maybe that's what it's, I saw it coming on my phone. So I didn't see which email it came into. So yes, I did see that come in. Oh boy. Yes. I'm going to have to auto-tune that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Brian was just the coolest of hosts, um, literally let everybody into his home. And we get in there, and he's like, there's beers in the fridge. He had some cheese, crackers, hummus out on the table. We were hanging out in his living room in his kitchen drinking beers with, with, these, with these musicians. It was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he was really great. He was uh, so big. Thanks to Brian um, for helping us do this and uh, and for being so accommodating. Um, it, I think it was a great experience. And um, you know what? Um, you know, Brian some, it frequently is on tour with the band, and um, sometimes from time to time um, sets up um, things out on tour. So if you weren't able to make it to Seaville, uh, maybe um, Brian and Rockbridge will be at your local venue, um, and we will um, try to help help let you guys know about those opportunities um, when they come about. So so stay tuned. Uh, Joe, one more thing about uh, everybody who got to show up there. Uh, there was a little bit of special surprise that, that Brian kind of provided for everybody um, that you kind of gave to them on their way out the door. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a surprise to me. I didn't know this was going to happen. Brian um, gave us uh, you know a few frets from Dave's guitar that he had just had used for the previous couple tours and used in the studio. Uh, he said he changes the frets every three years and uh, he just had um, worked on one of the, on the main guitar here um, over the break and uh, gave us the frets so we were able to give um, give a fret to, um, to, to most of the musicians. So um, uh, really happy about being able to do that. Thanks that's, to Brian that's, again. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. What were you? Yeah. What were you? What was your tagline, Joe? Everyone's got a stick, but no one's got a fret. Everyone's got a drumstick, but no one's got a fret. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty mind blowing to think about it. Yeah. And uh, and also not to be forgotten is uh, Brian had a, He's a uh, the creator of Chicka Pig, which is uh, kind of a chessy kind of more fun board game. And he had a huge board on his wall, and uh, numerous times he went through and explained how to play to um, to everybody out there. Now. There were some people on Twitter asking because they went to Blenheim on Sunday and there was a big Chicka Pig event there. And of course, at the Ants party, we were playing Chicka Pig. 
how do I get this chicka pig? Well, expect some more details to answer that question, hopefully, um, in a couple months here in, in the summertime. So it's if you keep your eyes peeled, we will certainly do our best to make sure to relay inter- inf- information that comes out. Uh, I have um, a nice little chicka pig board here. If you're on the Periscope, you'll be seeing this. Right next to me, I got it all laid out. I am psyched to um, to introduce it to my friends out here in Seattle. Uh, we'll be doing some chicka pig uh, nights, I think, here very soon. But uh, it's something you're going to want to keep an eye on because it's a lot of fun. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's see. That pretty much wraps up the weekend. Uh, we had a good time. It was great. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. Let's go through all of that. Um, we survived, which yeah, is good. Now that we're on tour, um, I think we're going to par- uh, temporarily put the DMB. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Joe M's DMB vote song no, series. You know, yes. you, you had no, we're gonna we're gonna put it we're gonna put it on uh, on hiatus. But first, we do have we do have one more from the last time. We have to announce the results. So, without further ado, and now your favorite ants podcast segment and mine, Joe M's DMB vote song series. <laughs> Look at those hearts coming in. Oh, everybody loves it. Everybody it. loves it. No, I heard so one. Much. I heard one. I heard one fan booing in that in that crowd right there. Mm, yeah, um, it was you. Well, do you guys remember um, what it was last week? Do you remember the song series song? It was a song that I didn't think had been released more than once. It um, was. It was. Was it? Was it? Was it? Steady as we go. You got it. Steady as wow. We go. Very good. Remember. Well done, there. Jake. It wasn't the baboon wow. fart anymore. No, it was not Fabian Fart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was steady as we go. Perfect song here heading into wedding season. Um, we'll just get right to it um, on the winner. It was a close one. Um, came down to two. I don't know, Jake, any, did you have anything you want to say about uh, steady as we go before I give the results? You want me to get right to it? Um, uh, whichever one that everybody voted for, I'll take the other one. Please get right, get, get right to it. I that's, am so... That's, that's typically Jake's answer. So came down to the two, and the winner of the last... Ants marching song series was. Joams. <laughs> uh, it was the weekend at the Rocks version, 9105. Oh. Yes, Red Rocks um, got the most votes. It was a close one. The other one was the Warehouse 5 Volume 6, or it was also the Warehouse 8 Volume 3 from Randall's Island, was very close too. Um, but Weekend at the Rocks squeezes through and wins the, the champion belt for best official live version. So. So appreciate Joe, yeah. what what is in need of more maintenance? My plane to Charlottesville or the ping pong ball machine at this point? Uh, I got a lot of questions about it in Seville, actually. Um, we're gonna let we're gonna use this downtime, much like Dave's guitars in the offseason got repaired. I'm, maybe I'm gonna send this ping pong machine to Brian and see if he can uh, do some change the frets. Some, <laughs> change the frets on it. Um, we'll work out some of the kinks. Um, and here when the uh, when the tour break happens, maybe um, we'll see, or maybe after the tour, we'll 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 bring it back out and uh, have some fun with it again. Awesome. Well, uh, before we wrap up, we've got a few listener questions. We actually had a ton of questions this week, and Plus, really, they good were questions. yeah, some of they the, were best the best ever, best best questions. Uh, but unfortunately, because this podcast has been has been so chock full of stuff we're going to have to pare these down but that doesn't mean that they all disappear we could we could come around next week and answer some of these anyway the questions do not expire we can come back around and and, and feel free to ask them again you of know. course uh, we'll just ignore it if you don't like the question always using the hashtag hashtag, hashtag us. Us. yes not no 
Hashtag Ants Podcast. Thank you, Jake. God, Joem Song Series. <laughs> this guy miscomprehension, I think. Jeez. Oof. Ah. <laughs> I'll take the first one here. Oh, this is... Oh, boy. Uh-oh, what? That name is tough. Uh-oh. <laughs> Jer- Jared Shafran at Jared Shafran or Shafran. Or J. Red. J. J. Red, Red. Shafrizi. Relics wrote that Crash... And by the way, Relics, and I want to give a shout-out. Um, I wanted to get a news article up, but I... I the party awesome. planning just was crazy. Um, Relics, uh, a guest writer, is uh, Matt Norlander. He is giddy on the Ants boards. He's not as much of a participant on the discussion boards as he used to be, but he's a longtime DMB fan, a longtime Ant, and a longtime friend of mine. He uh, currently works for CBS Sports. So you'll see him on TV during the NCAA tournament. Uh, dude is a college basketball maestro. And he also loves DMB and music, so he writes for Relics on, on the side. So he actually got to interview Lily White again for the uh, Crash Retrospective in lieu of its 20th anniversary, which is really, really cool. Uh, so Matt is an awesome dude, and he wrote a great article and even came out with kind of an outtake stuff that that missed the cut for um, for print. But still, he posted on his site to uh, so everybody can kind of get some insight. So, sorry, Jared, but Relics, Jared asked, Relics wrote that Crash is the most mass-appealing DMB album the band has ever put out. Do you guys agree? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Jake, what do you think? Mm, no, Ooh. it's not. It's not, and it and it sucks. But the most mass appealing is every day, clearly, because it's a freaking pop album. It just means that all the DMB people hated it, but everybody else liked it. But it's every day. Well. I, yep, I think you said it, that very well. It is. It sucks, but it is. Which sold more? I think it is. I agree. Well, well, Crash has sold more now. Every I don't think every day is sold, you know. If every day sold a hundred since two thousand one, they're lucky. I I agree, and I know Crash sold more. I was, I was being rhetorical because right. I I think I think you could make an argument that that's the definition of mass appeal. Is selling more? Yeah. I I, I don't I don't know I don't know if I would. Define I I was just appeal. talking to Joe about this. I was I was texting him from. Uh, I was texting him from the plane on the flight home last night, and it came up, hey, uh, if I want to introduce somebody to DMB, where would I start? What, what are your th- what are must? And it, it can't be what are Matt's favorite songs because that's, that's personal taste. But I kept coming around to Crash as an album as an introductory point for the band, more than any other album. Mass appeal, uh, a, good vi- a good feel for... Th- the flavor of the band and different elements. Uh, yeah. And then I landed on crash. So, so this question kind of jives with what I'm thinking. I, 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 I think I agree with Matt. Most appealing. Mm. I, I think it depends on your definition of mass appealing. Well, somebody but, and, and KBS creations on Periscope says most sold, most sold equals mass appeal. Oh, I mean, if it, it means that means DMB is more popular. Yeah, it means DMB is more popular than Bieber because Bieber nobody downloads any or nobody buys a Bieber CDs has anymore. mass appeal. Yeah, but they're it's via downloads. It's not via via CD buying. Who cares? So, yeah, the 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 shifts you can't. It's so count all the digital and everything together, and every day still doesn't touch Crash. You're making yeah, the you're making the opposite argument. Crash was sold in a time that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't no think downloads. you're factored. I don't think you're factoring in every all everyday access. 
I, I just think that I, I'm I'm just defining mass appeal differently. Do I think do I think what you're saying is correct, Matt? That it's a good introductory introductory. Oh my god! Uh, I don't think we're talking it's about that though. That's, not, that's not the point. I, I just I don't know. Maybe uh, I, how about this? Maybe it wasn't intended to be. Maybe every day was intended to be more poppy and mass appeal, right? That was their intention. Well, I think it was, yeah. But I yeah. think Crash still struck a much stronger chord. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's not even close. Well, I think that answers the question then. All right, all right, okay, I'll go with you. okay. I can buy that. That's fine. Um, geez, why do I pick the tough names? <laughs> it's Italian too. Uh, Marco Aguizi, I believe it is uh, E G I Z I at Marco Aguizi. Ask: Is there a way for newer members to legally listen to old warehouse discs? Hashtag cancel podcast. Hashtag Joe Warehouse series. Sorry. Uh, hashtag free dodo. Free dodo. Thank you very much for that. Um, not yet. There is not, but there um, there should be. There really should be, because really, if you just join the warehouse three or four years ago, y- y- yes, you can go. You can find anything you want to. Really, I mean, you can go watch, you know, Captain America three right now from your phone if you want to. But if you really want to listen to it legally, there's not a way to do that. So there should be. So hopefully one day um, there will be a way for people to do that. That would be awesome, don't you think? That would be sweet. Do you have a question, Joe? Um, yeah, do you want to say the name for me? Is it <laughs> is it uh, CR? You could, yeah, let's go with that. Let's go Connor, if you, uh, if everybody's a Ray Diamond fan. That's not fan. his. Oh, it's not his? <laughs> no, yeah, just go it. No. Jake's yeah. going to answer it. So go ahead. If anybody watches Ray go Donovan, ahead. you get John Voigt doing an awesome, awesome accent, uh, Irish accent. Connor Rafferty, 80, asks, and, uh, uh, go ahead, Joe, yeah, I, Thank you. I get to read it. Uh, Ants Marching. Pearl Jam plays 10, the album 10, and it's entirely in Philadelphia. Thoughts on D&B following suit? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Jake? There is no way that they would know all those songs from 10. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's impossible. It's really, I mean, I think they could do verses. I mean, really, I mean, I could hear D&B doing rats. I think I think that that's the hidden Pearl Jam cover people don't realize. But Stefan, you know, with that bass intro on rats, uh, a little bit of that band, the two of us. Let's put it this way. What's no more likely? I mean, what's more likely? The band playing one of their albums start to finish or D&B Hub coming out on Android? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is a tough one. That's a tough one. I, I think there's tough. actually a better chance they play 10 all the way through than they play before these card streets all the way through. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Matt, you got a question? I do have one more question. Uh, ooh, this is, this is, uh, hopefully I can do this, uh, do this gentleman's name justice. Johan uh, Tedeskog is my guess. Uh, from all the way from Sweden. So, uh, yes. Uh, greetings. Greetings. And say, yes. hi to, say hi to our friend Marcus um, when you get a chance. Uh, at Ants, could the band do a show with a set list dedicated or dedicated, decided by the fans through a competition at the warehouse? Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dodo. Free Dodo. I think this kind of what's what does competition mean? Like we're gonna you have to like rock paper scissors with somebody. Could be competition for... could be votes. No, no, no. I think I think that's more of a. I think that might be more of a, a translation thing. Ah, that, ah, uh, ah, you know, he's he's. It, and and from what I understand, uh, uh, many people from Sweden actually speak English very very well. But I think he's more, meaning it more of like having warehouse 
members decide on it by via, via a, a vote. I would say on a Apple iPhone to iPhone 6 Plus scale, that has the rating of a Motorola Android phone right there in likelihood. It's, it's not gonna really not going to happen because it'll be a um, disaster because basically it's just going to be a bunch of songs in a row that aren't going to flow very well. And they're going to be all fast and loud well, and jammy. And Dave's and been a play what I want guy forever. Right. And, and he can, because you know, they named the band after him. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's just not going to happen. They could um, do it, but they wouldn't do it. Right. And they could, but they wouldn't. Yeah. There's, uh, no, there's no reason they, there's no reason they couldn't do it. I don't know. I, I really don't think, I, I really don't think they could do that. I really, I really don't. I just think it'd be a disaster. They had, they had fans vote on, the warehouse disc, and that was a disaster. So, well, is there any uh, is there any other questions, or are we gonna we gotta wrap it up for tonight? Uh, I are, just want to throw I want to throw yeah. one more in really really quick. It's from yeah. our friend uh, Bruce uh, W at Who's Bruce, um, who asks at Ants Marching if DMB were to issue a crash re-release, what would you want it to include? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Vinyl. Hashtag Get in Line. Hashtag Free Dodo. Damn it. Free Dodo, damn it! Yeah, now we're getting impatient. Um, that you know, I think that's referring to uh, what we allege to be the uh, non-release songs from there. Um, and, and in fact, the interview that Matt you were referring to earlier specifically mentioned uh, "True Reflections." That is one that that got a mention from uh, Steve Lillywhite in the interview. That would be cool. I mean, really, I would kind of be interested to hear that. Uh, I know it was released on one of Matt's favorite albums, True Reflection by Boy Tinsley. You're not going to sing Listen for us again, are you, Matt? I forgot the lyrics already. No. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, anything, really, anything from that session. We have we understand that there's a lot from that session that we have heard were done, and then there's some things we heard weren't done. Get in line. God, if Get in Line is there, my, that would be just the top of the mountain. So that would be great. That would be cool. Yes, anything I, I, really. What, what, do you, what do you think, um, Matt? What do you think the chances are that they're going to reissue Crash? One hundred percent. You're pretty pretty positive. I think Jake, they're going to do what, it this, and I think they're going to do it this year. It's a twenty. I think the under the table, uh, set, the release was accidentally kind of just so happened on the twenty year anniversary. But I think now it's kind of like, hey, every couple of years we'll release uh, re release on vinyl and get that and, and hit that anniversary. I, I kind of agree with Matt. I think I think it's sort of there for that exact reason like you said it's 20 years it just makes sense yep cool let's hope so let's hope they do yes. it i think that'd be great well is that it for do you want to add one more jake um do i i mean i do there's so many I know. great there's great so, there really are so many I, I, and we when, and we worked in a lot of the questions throughout the podcast too so thank you guys for sending them just sorry it's a long podcast can't get to them it, also, yeah, please just resend them um, or, or update them for the next podcast. Definitely. Yes, I, I do want to mention quickly because Kyle uh, J. Singletary at Kyle J. Singletary called me out saying, how about that last stop, hey, Jake? Uh, hashtag DMB25, hashtag FreeDodo, hashtag Anson Podcast. Yes, I did predict that. And I even said, I will predict that last stop will not be played just so it will be played. So you are all welcome. The Vigliotti curse has worked again. <laughs> I like that. I like that hashtag. Yeah. Yes. Do me a favor. Start rooting for the Jake Patriots. Curse. Jake Curse. <laughs> Jake Curse. Please. Uh, anyway, um, thank you all again for a fantastic weekend. Uh, Joe, Jake, and myself. Um, 
had a wonderful time and had a lot of fun hanging out with you all who made it. And those who didn't, um, just uh, keep your calendars clear for the next time. We will we will do it up even even bigger. So um, for Jake and for Joe, this is Matt, and thank you very much for listening to yet another episode of the Ants Podcast. We will see you all next week. Take care. listening to the antsmarching.org podcast. Visit antsmarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. antsmarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. You be my queen. In my